Okay, so if there's like some kind of pollution in the water, and they say, well, this is fecal coliform, you hear fecal, and you think, well, that must come from poop, and did that come from a farm? You know, that's been the big issue, right? Our farms polluting our streams and other things around here. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Farming Show, KGMI News Talk 790. I'm Dylan Honkoop. Our sponsors are Farmers Equipment Company, McAvoy Oil, and Laurel Farm and Western Supply. Always want to say thank you to those good folks for supporting this uh, program where we can have these conversations that are important to, well, in this case, not just agriculture, but our entire community. Where, if there is something like poop in our water, sorry to put it that way, but that's just what we're talking about, manure, feces, whether it's from dogs, whether it's from wild geese, whether it's from cows, whether it's from who knows where, where I guess that's the question. Where does it come from? How does it get there? What do we know about this water pollution and, and i've had interactions with people on social media wow it's easy you know just check the dna and it'll tell you huh? that fecal pollution comes from cows it's, it's obvious well is that really what the science says no the science actually says we can look at the dna but we're not exactly sure even when we do where it comes from now we're hearing more and more about a, a project where some local scientists are working to figure that out so when they do look at the DNA of, of some bacteria that's contaminating the water, they can start to figure out maybe where it came from. It turns out none of it is as easy as you might think from, you know, watching a TV show about DNA or something. You might think, well, this is pretty easy. It's kind of like fingerprints, too. If you, and joining me right now is uh, Nicole Embertson. She's a nutrient management specialist with the Whatcom Conservation District. Welcome to the program this morning. It's almost, it's kind of like fingerprints too. I think that the public has always had this perception from old time, you know, detective shows. If you have somebody's fingerprints, you can find them, right? Well, only if their fingerprints are in a database somewhere and you can access that database and you can check against those. It's really not as easy. And, and DNA is the same way, yet about, well, say a thousand times more complex. Am I summing this up correctly? Trying to figure out the fingerprints of, of fecal contamination in water, if it exists, where does it come from? That, that's the question here, right? Yeah, that's a great way to put it is those fingerprints. And this project is a little complex in that nature of trying to create those fingerprints for all of the different possible fecal contamination sources that can be in water. There are a lot of them, you can imagine. And we're trying to hone in. We've picked approximately 20 different species to create these fingerprints for. And even to think of it a little bit um, differently, what we're really trying to do with the DNA is not identify or take the DNA like what we think of swabbing our cheek and sending in for our ancestry. That's <laughs> not how it works with this. We're actually looking at the DNA of the bacteria that is in that feces from a specific animal like a beaver or a dog or a sheep or a beef cow. Um, so we're really looking at the DNA in that bacteria and then trying to determine, can we make a unique fingerprint, even to determine between different species of birds, let's say a starling versus a goose, 
And um, then when we look at a water sample to see if we can identify these unique fingerprints in that water sample. Gets complicated already and it feels like we're just onto the tip of the iceberg of what's going on with this entire study. I know we've had Ken Ostra on before with Exact Scientific talking about this. And he's been doing some work, but you guys are making an announcement on this, basically a continuation of this work, an expansion of this work to try to figure some of these things out and and get a better database and, and and a better way of, of tracking water pollution? You bet. As you can imagine, trying to get all of these different fecal samples is, number one, not the most glamorous job, but it's also <laughs> not the easiest job. We've got things on our list like uh, raccoons and starlings and um, goats and deer, horses and so on. So some of these samples just historically have been very difficult to get good ones. And we've established a protocol just to start to get a good fecal sample for all of the different sources we would like to look at, and then working with local lab, exact scientific, and um, a relatively new science um, group called Practical Informatics, Mm. who has established a pretty cool new method for looking at this DNA of the bacteria in any one of those sources and creating this unique fingerprint using a method that's far more comprehensive than previous methods have used. And we're also really trying to tailor all this information to Whatcom County. It's, you know, a beef cow here in Whatcom County or a beaver in Whatcom County might be very different than in King County or even on the east side of the state. So we're really trying to create a database specifically for Whatcom County. So we have confidence in when we do see something show up in a water sample or if we don't see something show up that we are very confident that that source is or is not present in our water courses. Which has been the problem with the testing that's done so far, right? You you can see, oh, there's fecal coliform. Well, where did it come from? You can even see, you know, the different kinds of specific, you know, because fecal coliform is a really broad um, subset of different kinds of bacterial contaminants. Um, You can even look at those specific contaminants and, and look at their DNA and, well, where did it come from? You still don't know without this background information, right? That's right. So something like fecal coliform, as you said, it's extremely broad and actually even contains natural things in there like degradation of wood products. So fecal coliform just gives us an idea of, yes, there's a pathogen in the water, but we have no idea what it is. And then some of these DNA methods that have come out so far, other they're also referred to as microbial source tracking. Uh, They have been extremely broad and use national databases. So in other words, here in Whatcom County, we're trying to determine if there's, let's say, um, a dairy sample in water or a beaver sample um, or contaminant in our water course. Using a national database, all you can say is it's a ruminant. And for those who aren't aware, a ruminant animal includes things like cattle, sheep, goats, deer, elk. So anything in that broad base category. We haven't to date really been able to distinguish out sources within broad categories just like bird or human. So we're really taking this a step farther with this new method to establish more discrete, if you will, um, sources that are, are far more specific, as I mentioned, to like a goat versus a sheep or a swan versus a goose. Um, a pig versus a horse. So we're really trying to get far more specific in there 
And again, even this method that we are looking at now is still a little bit in its experimental phase. That's mm-hmm. why we're doing this project to really figure out, you know, how accurate can we be and how much um, distinguishing or, or very unique fingerprints can we create between all of these different sources. So it's a very exciting project to look at um, a new method and a new way of doing things that's far improved upon what we've had available so far. Dr. Nicole Embertson, a nutrient management expert with the Whatcom Conservation District on the phone with us right now here on the Farming Show talking about um, nutrients, poop, manure, uh, and figuring out, you know, if there is some contamination in a stream and samples show something, how to figure out where it actually came from. Not even necessarily the specific farm, let's say, but did it come from a cow? Did it come from a bird? Did it come from a rotting log somewhere upstream? So we can start to get a better idea of how to improve water quality. I mean, that's the end goal uh, with all this, right? If we don't know where the, the contamination is coming from, it's pretty hard to do something about it. That's right. And that is our end goal with this project is that we can start to get a better idea of the exact contamination sources that are in all the different waterways all throughout Whatcom County and start to better understand when is it wildlife, when is it farm sources, when is it human sources, when is it city-based sources, so that we can start reaching out to those different sectors of the population and landowners to help them improve their practices or their management on their property or uh, whatever they're doing to help us improve water quality as a whole county, as a wider-based community. And we're also working with Canada. As we know, we have two of our watersheds that start in Canada and come Mm -hmm. south. They're actually participating with us in this project to provide some samples so they too can understand what is in their water courses and start to do some voluntary improvement of water quality on their side of the border. So it's exciting to see that they're also interested in helping participate in a project like this. So let me see, let me try to take this from a a different approach and see, tell me if I'm understanding this correctly, okay? And again, we're talking with Dr. Nicole Embertson. She's uh, with the Whatcom Conservation District, a nutrient management specialist, meaning she, a lot of what she's involved with is, you know, nutrient managing manure and and how to do that responsibly and appropriately and agronomically and all of these good things uh, on farms around the county and beyond uh, to protect our local environment, but also to to uh, benefit our farming operations, etc. Okay, let's let's take this out of the farming realm, just just to avoid anything that that might be too controversial for one person or another. Let's let's say let's say my dog is uh, poops in the stream. This causes fecal coliform contamination that is then picked up in a sample way downstream somewhere. You have at that point a sample of fecal bacteria that, well, this is may get a little graphic, but originated in the gut of my dog, right? Mm-hmm. And when you have that sample, you have no idea where it came from. If a scientist takes a sample out of the stream, where did this come from? So what you're saying is to build this database, you're going and getting samples of, say, poop from my dog 
and other dogs to see if you can say, ah, there's kind of the fingerprint. There's kind of the the hint, the, the signature, if you will, of this kind of, and it's you're saying it's not the actual dog's DNA. It's the bacteria, it's the DNA of the bacteria that live in the dog's gut that you're trying to get a fingerprint for. So you can see if there's a common fingerprint or common signature of the kinds of bacteria uh let's say specific strains of E. coli bacteria or something that would be typical to a, a dog's gut. And they have a, a similar signature for most dogs around Whatcom County kind of thing. And that's, so that's why you're trying to collect poop from dogs and from deer and from cows and from birds and, and things like that, right? That you're essentially collecting poop to get this database going. Yeah, that's actually a great way to explain it. And um, that brings up a really good point here is that we are not, looking at the DNA signature from any specific animal or location or farm, what we're doing is exactly what you explained. We're collecting, you know, 10 or more individual fecal samples from um, a species. So 10 dogs, let's say, from different areas, and we're combining that all together and what we call a composite sample. And then we take that and we analyze that for that whole bacterial population in there, looking at that DNA and creating a thumbprint out of that so that we can say, um, you know, this creates an average for dogs across the county. One thing we're also doing then is to say, you know, is that representative of all dogs? So some samples will have to take more than that in order to create that average or discover some species may not be able to create that thumbprint because of something like their diet or um, where they're at may change things up a little bit. So we're still exploring some of these, but that's a great way to look at it. So you're right. Then later when we take a water sample, we're able to see, yes, there's dog in here based on the average of many dogs throughout our county. Kind of a joke here in the office is that we're actually going to have a bring your dog poop to work day to help us <laughs> grab enough samples to create that, um, which is kind of fun. But yeah, so there is, but that's a great way to describe it. Yeah. So this is looking at the average of many, you know, sheep, for instance, or deer or beaver or dog or, um, you know, human wastewater septic. So we're looking at many, many samples and any one of those all mixed together to create one average, if you will, that we can find in a water sample. What if they're all different, though? I mean, what, what, what if you mm-hmm. create this aggregate and let's say you, you know, collect droppings and you have a whole, you know, a pound of dog poop from mm-hmm. from various dogs and it's all combined together. And in, within that, I mean, there are what trillions probably of individual bacteria organisms, I would assume. <laughs> and yeah. then amongst those. I mean, any given one of those you'd be pulling DNA from, certainly you don't have the time to pull DNA from all uh, of the trillions of them. What if if each one of those tiny, you know, microscopic bacteria has its own interesting DNA and you really can't find a signature? That's a great question. So what we do when we collect these is that um, of the composite, and they're all, you know, randomized and um, anonymous samples, we look at each one of those as an individual, and we combine them all and look at what do they look like all together. And would we find any one of those individual 10 in that 
um, sample that is a combination of all of them. If for some reason, like you just said, the answer is no, what might end up happening is that we need a thousand to combine to get a bacterial, you know, thumbprint or signature that looks like a dog on average, or we might find that for certain species, it may not work because there's so much diversity between them, such like a dog. Um, some species uh, like cattle or, or other ruminants are pretty predictable and very similar between individuals. And so it's easier to make an average signature. And what happens too, as you mentioned, there's, you know, millions or trillions of different bacteria in there, but there tends to be more of you know, a dozen in there than there are of others. So you may say like there are 10 bacteria in a dog's average gut that make up 90% of all the bacteria there. The other 10% of the bacteria is, you know, a million different species. So what happens is that typically you'll have an overwhelming number of a few individual bacteria in any type of an individual species that will make up a unique signature. Mm -hmm. So it does, if you will, the cream does rise to the top here when we are looking at creating these signatures. Well, I, I don't know if I'd call it cream, Nicole. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's something, and yes, sometimes it rises. <laughs> oh, but, but you think about it. I mean, do you have to sequence the whole strand of dna mm -hmm. for and and we've been told i think we've been we've been sold a bill of goods by the csi type shows of the world that well this dna thing is all figured out well we've also been sold a bill of goods i think by ancestry.com and all of these that we figured out this whole dna thing we've mapped the genome of this animal and that animal and humans and whatever so we know what their dna looks like and we know where to find different characteristics and if, if, if we have this perception that we know so much about dna but from what you're explaining we can i could tell we we don't really know a ton about the specifics of, of different DNA yet. And, and that's kind of what, I don't know, I would think that uh, other areas and other groups might even have interest in, in, in this data that you guys are collecting. Granted, you're trying to find local um, commonality, I guess, but really, the, who knows, you may find stuff that, that's common to animals in other parts of the state and in other parts of the country that could be useful. Is anybody else doing this anywhere? Yeah, that's a great question. First of all, I'll say, so something like the DNA of like a human, what you were saying in like a CSI show and we're finding characteristics is very different than looking at the DNA of bacteria in a gut, right? Mm -hmm. the, the DNA that we're looking at in that bacteria of an animal is a little bit more complicated yeah. and has not really been done. The other, like, when we're looking at, you know, human genetic DNA, that's a totally different process and very uh, specific, and you're right, there's a lot of work there. So right. this other method is... It's been developing over years slowly, um, and there are different people around the country doing it, which actually allows us that when we start building our local fecal source catalog, we can compare it to other available samples around the country and be able to see is, you know, any one of these species in Whatcom County different than somewhere else. Yeah, if we're able yeah. to say no, that means we, and part of our goal too, is to be able to share this catalog with others to improve their work and yeah. vice versa. And so that's a really important thing to us that we can, you know, help others with the this project and what we're doing. 
Well, we've got to run. We are out of time. Dr. Nicole Emerson with the Whatcom Conservation District uh, letting us know about this DNA uh, project um, and the research that's going on here locally. Thanks for your time. Thanks for your good work on this and keep us posted. Yeah, my pleasure. As the project goes along, it would be nice to check in.